Hello and welcome to Zenpod once again. Today in the studios we have somebody who went from being a fashion entrepreneur to a sustainability champion and launching a nation building initiative. Please join me in welcoming Savita Rao. Savita is focused on sustainability and social work. She is the founder of the India Positive Citizen Initiative. The vision is to inspire every Indian to contribute towards nation building with one action once a week every week. building a great nation one india positive action at a time an activist entrepreneur savita immerses herself in the environment space she felt alarmed by the inaction she saw around her to that end she conceptualized and ran a campaign title india kuchkar which means india do something the goal was to inspire public to become active citizens and the theme was public cleanliness it was appreciated by prime minister narendra modi whom she got to meet thanks to the resounding success of the campaign savita is the author of india positive citizen 500 plus ways to be an india positive citizen putting india first india positive citizen perspectives currently she is writing a book made in india movement the research for the book will result in regulatory changes that will power india across various sectors through her non-profit foundation positive citizen foundation she leads on the ground initiatives to enable a kinder joyous and a more sustainable world Savita is the founder of Tulsi Shakti, a first of its kind initiative to inspire and empower people to enhance their well-being in a safe, accessible, affordable and planet-friendly way. You may log on to indiapositivecitizen.com or www.tulsishakti.com for more information. Hello my dear friends, welcome to Zenpod once again. I have Miss Savita Rao on the show today as you heard from the introduction, extremely accomplished and has done something that uh, I personally have been talking about doing uh, a lot of you have been wanting to do and despite all the cynicism and the uh, pushback she gets she has come a long way so let's hear it from Savita Savita welcome to Zenpod Thank you pleasure to be here Thank you thank you my my trademark question to you in your context uh, what do you think is spirituality See I think spirituality is is an awareness that you know there's something greater than oneself and uh, there's something more to being human than just a sensory experience essentially i think that's what spirituality is then of course it's it's a very wide subject in itself and uh, you know even a lifetime sometimes is not enough to explore it but at the heart of it this is what i feel is the essence of spirituality awesome uh, we we will revisit this a little later sometimes uh, and i want to get to know more about it because there is a lot of work that you're doing uh, savita is if you speak to a spiritual master if you speak to a zen master if you speak to one of those monks is what they preach in their own way and, um, and and unfortunately we take a lot of those essence or meanings we listen to the videos and then we come back and then we are back to our normal life and you are actually living that life so so for me you are a practical monk right you you live you live and and all of that so uh, tell us about uh, you know the evolution of savita from where you are to where you are today so wrap it up for us <laughs> it's a long journey uh, yes it, uh, i think i started off as uh, as a regular kid in india you know uh, wanting to be a doctor and okay thankfully destiny intervened <laughs> and my father took me <laughs> to a trip in europe where i saw you know he took me to offices which was quite uh, unconventional for uh, for an indian father to do yeah uh, because he was convinced that you know i you know doctor was not what i was meant to be and he wasn't pushing his views on me so this was a gentle persuasion that works so i went to all these offices in europe 
as um, you know as a teenager and i said you know maybe business is not such a bad thing and this was you know in the 12th uh, vacation okay so when i came back i decided that i did not want to become a doctor and uh, then i pursued a degree in uh, science and then uh, went on to do masters in marketing yeah. and uh, then i worked with uh, you know in this in the field of international marketing so my work took me to many countries i worked with more than people from 18 countries mm-hmm. uh, on on men's menswear and clothing and fashion and uh, so eventually you know all of those journeys played a role in my evolution as a person and uh, each of those things taught me you know for example i worked very closely with the japanese so the japanese culture has had a very profound effect on me in terms of productivity right. you know attention to detail and uh, things like that and of course reading so reading has been also a big part of uh, you know what helped me evolve as a person so i like to read on different uh, subjects and uh, eventually reading is what you know catalyzed this thought in me about you know about sustainability so i read an article on the north pole mm-hmm. melting and i was very moved by it yeah and i remember you know this journey between my home and office and coming to my office and declaring to my colleagues that you know we have to do something in the you know about sustainability mm-hmm. and then that inspiration i took it forward which became mm-hmm. clean planet the eco range that i launched mm-hmm. and then that started you know a whole new journey in terms of actually understanding the big picture and the dots as far as sustainability mm-hmm. is concerned okay and it opened up many things and that led me to starting india kuchkar mm. india kuchkar got featured in man ki baat and i had an opportunity to meet prime minister modi the meeting with him inspired india positive citizen so you know it's it's like one thing sort of seamlessly flows into another okay before we come into your current avatar i want to go back a little bit to your previous avatar of your your fashion entrepreneurship journey please tell us about it <laughs> okay so it was um, not so much as you know so um, my corporate journey was in the world of men's fashion um, you know we i was marketing shirting fabrics to the top shirt makers and uh, brands of the world and when i would travel i always found um, you know india missing in the retail um, sort of spaces of the world so i you know indian crafts were either on a very very expensive you know a 50000 gown you know that somebody wore to an oscar event yeah or there was something very small like you know one little bit of embroidery in a you know in a women's top that gap was marketing but there was nothing in between mm-hmm. so and it was a very gaping hole uh, you know in terms of india had so much to offer and this was just what the world was seeing so i started to so more than fashion entrepreneurship it was more of you know the crafts of india really Uh, okay. where i started to explore the traditional crafts of india and how they could be uh, you know integrated with contemporary clothing so we did a lot of embroidery from lucknow which was offered to japanese clients i even persuaded a an american sportswear brand to wow. make shirts out of hand woven ikat wow so yeah so we did a lot of uh, you know interesting things yeah. opened up new um, you know vistas you know there's a very interesting experience i had mm-hmm. uh, we were doing this chicken curry embroidery for paul smith which was okay. a very famous brand in yes. japan it's a you british brand which is sells a lot in japan 
so we made this shipment and about a month and a half later i went to tokyo Mm-hmm. so i would normally go on a sunday so that i get to see some of the stores and when i on you know when i start meetings on monday i have an idea of what's in the retail correct so i went to the stores and i spoke a bit of japanese back then so i went to the stores and i couldn't find these shirts anywhere and i asked the sales uh, store staff mm-hmm. where are the shirts they said no no it's not there mm-hmm. so monday morning i called my client i said listen i went to the shops and i couldn't find anything haven't you put it yet into the stores So he laughed he says no no we put it into the stores and it like it sold out in days wow so so that's the power of you know indian craft wow wow that's inspiring brilliant <laughs> so so you did and you did that for how many years i think we did that for about 6 years about 6 wow. yeah around 6 okay. years okay <laughs> so wanting to be a doctor visit to europe with your dad coming back and saying no 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 i don't want the doctor initials finishing your science doing your uh, masters in marketing uh, meeting people along the way fashion entrepreneurship selling men's garment what was the tipping point that you said enough is enough i think the tipping point for me was that article on sustainability in fact um, oh. you know at that point in time i had actually uh, trademarked a brand i wanted to start a brand of men's accessories okay so cufflinks ties because you know men's fashion was a world i understood i didn't want to set up another mill and you know market fabrics so i thought you know i and i enjoyed the creativity of products so i thought men's accessories would be a great thing to do so we were making some really cool design cufflinks prototyping at that point so i had engaged a designer we made a you know great logo and we were creating this whole collection and all of that and then i read this article and i felt if you know when the planet is you know going to hell if once it's in makes men's accessories it's a bit like rearranging deck chairs on the titanic and uh, that i felt was you know was just not uh, the right thing to do so i actually shelved a brand i was creating set it aside right to start doing what i then did you know and 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 I'll probably come back to this later but i i really want to know was there some point of time when you felt i should go back to the world of fashion did you at all feel like that or no not really not really, really. i mean there were challenges uh, yeah. and i definitely wish that you know things would get easier yeah but going back no never wow it's it's good looking to back is not my my <laughs> way of being <laughs> your campaign india kuchkar very powerful uh, three words i think even if you don't know hindi everybody will understand tell us tell the listeners more about it uh, savita ji so actually india kuchkar was uh, was a campaign born slightly out of despair because <laughs> when i got into sustainability i was amazed and appalled by what i saw as a cocktail of apathy and powerlessness among people so from thing from something as simple as uh, you know there would be like 30 minute discussions with people of why not to use a plastic bag oh, okay. okay so there would be like oh you know how does it make a difference if i use one tell right. everyone else is using it right. they right. need to stop so on simple issues like this as well as on civic issues now you know india is still a country where there are a lot of civic issues that need addressing so for example you know there's there's litter on the street or there's something dug up and it's causing a huge inconvenience 
a lot of people would complain about it among to themselves to whomsoever they are with but not really make a call to the civic authority or try and do something about it so there was apathy and there was powerlessness so india kuch kar was to catalyze inspired citizens who take action and once you start to take action on any one thing that tendency is likely to you know come into other aspects of your life so if you start taking action on let's say you know you stop using plastic mm-hmm. you might be more concerned about you know whether your street is clean or not so right. so that was really the genesis of india kuch kar it was like literally you know shaking india metaphorically yeah. and saying india kuch kar yeah yeah i liked it I, very very powerful and while it's a very simple innocuous looking term it's a very powerful term right it's it is and we had great fun and so the uh, interesting thing about india kuch kar mm-hmm. is uh, that uh, you know typically when a campaign is run what happens is a is an organization designs a campaign and they sort of administer and execute the campaign now uh, as an entrepreneur based out of mumbai in a country which is you know 3.28 million square kilometers big uh, there was no way i could have reached out to every corner so the concept was more like a you know like a linux model i think where we created content made it available for people okay. where you could print it out and put it up wherever you wanted and so even the design of the campaign was done oh, okay. with minimal colors so that it's printer friendly and the end product is effective when it is printed on varying printers and you can put it up and we had great success you know we had people from chennai uh, oh. you know taking this sikkim i even got once a mail from ladakh saying that you know we love what you're doing and we'd like to have some of these things then bharat petroleum the oil company of right. india right they took uh, we d- we designed banners for them which they put up in all their refinery locations in india so it was um, it was a very very interesting initiative people from different sectors and different walks of life actually joined in so the idea was that let's say you are living in you know in uh, borivali in mumbai okay you want to urge your neighbors to keep the common spaces clean Correct. but you're not a graphic designer and you don't Correct. know how to make a design but you have that passion you can download what we have and put oh, it up oh, in your neighborhood listen beautiful that's a very nice idea yeah thank you oh that's very nice that's good thinking actually yeah otherwise and i'm glad you didn't get caught up in the pro- proprietary ip and all of that stuff i'm glad that's nice so that actually enabled you to reach across uh, reach across yeah so people from different in fact once we had you know the mantralaya office in uh, bombay yeah we got a call from them saying you know we have seen some of your posters somewhere and we want it for our office as well Beautiful. so from government to public sector to private sector to individuals uh, all kinds of uh, people from different walks of life reached out to us because of that lovely lovely great you are meeting with shri narendra modi ji yes. tell us the experience uh it was uh, it was wonderful and um, uh, what i really you know appreciated about him was that he was so he so present to the people that he is with yeah uh, it's it's i think it's a very rare trait uh, one doesn't see much of that uh, nowadays yes so that's something very striking about him and uh, he spoke on that day you know on diverse issues from defense to agriculture to finance and to food and so many topics and what i really liked is that in 
almost every topic he spoke about the big picture and the detail you know so that was really nice like for example he talked about um, you know in the farm sector mm-hmm. about planting timber saplings in the perimeter of farms okay and uh, uh, on the face of it it looks like something you're just doing here but yeah. you know 10 20 years later that that would grow up to be a tree and become uh, and lakhs of such trees would help india in becoming more self sufficient as far as timber is concerned so you know connecting the dots with the big picture that was something very very insightful and uh, he is brilliantly present to whomsoever he meets with and uh, it's amazing and i must tell you that you know whatever we see of him on tv or on uh, mm-hmm. in the photographs he is way more charismatic oh really that. wow I have not been lucky enough to meet him yet but some day soon <laughs> yes, awesome. i wish that for everybody really really what was your take away when you left him after that meeting so i was very inspired you know it's like um, it's like sort of you know connecting with a <clears throat> power source and getting powered up for the next decade after that <laughs> <laughs> it was very very inspiring and um, what i really admired about him is the way he uh, solicits and inspires citizen engagement now i'll give you an example yeah please uh, before modi became the prime minister mm. so i've been in social work you know before that okay and i've done financial literacy programs with uh, with a friend of mine for underprivileged women oh lovely okay. and our goal at that point was to get the women to invest in uh, mutual fund um, sip so that you know their future gets better right but to get them to do that investment mm. they need to have a bank account Correct. which they need to have a pan card mm. and before uh, you know this in 2012 13 it was not easy for people to get a bank account opened yes or to get a pan card done easily and Correct. i used to be in such despair and wish that you know would why doesn't a government do this on a mass scale so when when mr modi started the janthan initiative i was yeah. really thrilled and so relieved that this mm-hmm. is going to be finally possible for millions of women across india that's incredible that, that that's really nice uh... so actually this whole india positive citizen idea i mm-hmm. i think I, he was my muse for the idea oh, okay. the next morning i woke up with this this whole concept in my mind and so i'm really grateful to mr modi for that um... oh so you mean you didn't have that idea of india positive citizen before you met him no it wow. was uh, that, oh. after the meeting oh wow well that's quite an inspiration yeah, yeah. now you have a legacy awesome awesome <laughs> brilliant uh, you have you said this before somewhere and i picked it up environment before business tell me savita is it really workable and practical see it is challenging there is no doubt about mm-hmm. okay uh, it is undoubtedly challenging in my office in fact i have i have these words etched on a sleeper wood piece uh, i'll send you a picture Please. later it says there's no business to be done on a dead planet ah i love it and um, that you know this is something we must uh, all understand uh, in india i was just reading a couple of days back in 2019 1.7 million people died due to air pollution now 
air is not getting polluted you know just like that it is it is a cumulative of all our individual and collective action so uh, and business does contribute to it so you know how we make a product how we ship it across how do we market it all this makes a lot of difference so in our products for example our key focus is quality so whether we're making a product which is 99 rupees uh, mrp or something which is you know 1500 rupees mm. quality is something we will not compromise because uh, see understand something that when you make a product mm-hmm. any product whether it's the pen that you're currently holding or you know a piece of apparel or a paper or anything mm-hmm. everything requires water in its manufacture directly or indirectly correct okay. agree so when we make um, when we produce uh, when we market when we buy substandard products we are actually making a demand on the planet's portable water so uh, so the choices we make has an implication way beyond the cost of that product good point great point yeah yeah, yeah. now if you look at phones for instance you know, yeah every every one year one and a half years the same phone company is you know Correct. coming back to you and saying oh this is new yeah. which means that's old so yeah. there's planned obsolescence being injected into every product from yeah. apparel to phone to everything and for all our supposed advancements in technology we are making stuff that doesn't seem to last beyond a couple of years true yeah. i would much rather pay a premium for a phone that you know where a phone company says this will last you for you know 7 years at least <laughs> I'd happily pay a premium. True. Yeah, yeah. I guess companies survive uh, uh, because they have created those aspirations and the desire in us to buy more material. I guess, yeah, all of us are caught in that. But if you, when you think of it, you see there is a the, there is a change that is needed at the individual level and at the collective level. Correct. Let me explain. Correct. Correct. Now, when we look at, let's say, if you look at your neighbor, right? Okay. You have two neighbors. One neighbor is constantly upgrading his phone and changing his car every right. one every right. year. right a lot of people will look at that person with envy and think yes. of him yeah. as an accomplished person yeah your other neighbor may be a person who uses the phone for 7 years you yeah. know uses a car for two decades correct and people will look at him and think oh you know he's so stingy or yeah. maybe he's not doing well in life correct correct so when you have this perspective at an individual level what can we expect to have at a <laughs> macro level very true secondly then you look at something like let's say the stock market right okay. Okay. Now, if a company were to make let's say you know 100 million sachets of a 1 rupee shampoo sell it and make a profit mm-hmm. that stock will trade at a higher price okay. but if some company incurred a loss because they were investing in uh, you know biodegradable materials which are more expensive and you know overhauling right. their Right. processes to make it more environment friendly does the market today have a mechanism or even the perspective mm-hmm. to value and recognize and appreciate that kind of conduct no so no. at an individual and at a collective level we aren't valuing the environment so what we have today as a state of affairs of the world is it should not be a surprise to anyone really that's true that's true it's our own doing you're saying yeah yes yeah true true very true yeah so start admiring the people who are you know wearing the same clothes for years and <laughs> for a long time these are the people who are saving the planet correct correct yeah but you're right we have a long way to go for that yeah because you know it and and uh, social media has not uh, made that any better for us it's made it worse actually the narcissistic yeah. attitude of all of us is actually yeah you're right yeah so we are the damages actually uh, mm. so yeah 
make in india for a better india what do you mean by that so uh, <laughs> it means a holistic approach a in terms of the quality of the product okay uh, so it's designed and engineered in such a way that you know it will it's as good as a product you could find anywhere in the right, world right right then the 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 way the product is made like we're supporting a lot of women's groups so the the production process gives the opportunity of employment to to women to artisans so when they get work it is you know it obviously makes for a better india the product is eco friendly helps the customer live sustainably so both at the production end and at the consumer end it it makes for a better india and a better world of course you know you you are someone savita who has always put an i know it has put environment before business this is a tough one and i know it you know and you would have obviously got a lot of uh, flack or a lot of resistance or cynicism from people around you and and more from people close to you and around you how did you sustain and kept pushing back i want to know that really and i want the listeners listeners to know as well because yeah it was challenging um, in fact there were times you know for a moment i mean partly in jest and partly you know in self reflection i was thinking that you know when the world is going so high tech and everyone's going into you know software and right. you know ai and what not and you know here i am making fabric product sort of cotton with women's groups you know i'm like the world is going digital and i'm like super analog but uh, at some point when i you know when i started to understand the whole environment um, perspective and situation i was completely convinced that this was the right thing to do oh, okay. and uh, thankfully for me once i'm convinced on something then it's really tough to get me off that path so so but uh, i'm also appreciative of uh, you know uh, all the people who supported me in this journey so mm. while they did have some concerns and i don't uh, disregard those concerns i understand it came from a space of love and concern okay. but i also okay. and i appreciate their support along the way so awesome Awesome. But it, this is definitely not uh, you know an endeavor for the faint hearted. Yeah, I was just going to and I'm glad you said it. I was just going to say that yeah. I mean we are not able to bring about change at home. Forget about anywhere else going outside. Right? If there are four people in a family then change is a challenge, right? And then you take your department change is a challenge and then you take an organization change and you're talking about what 1.3 billion people right yeah. so uh, over 3.8 what square kilometers is what you said yeah it is a challenge it is a challenge also because there are other uh, priorities or other issues that people have you know uh, uh, and and we have we've always seeing it as oh why does she want to do this what's in it for her you know uh, why mm-hmm. doesn't she why doesn't she mind her business right so those kind of things kind of make it more challenging I- interesting uh, i want to talk about your biggest and most impactful and contribution and for me this is the crux of the entire discussion uh, the india positive citizen book uh, right. i really want to know and and take some time on this particular topic is uh, how did this whole idea come about and 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 i did not know that it it, it actually uh, was born out after your meeting with rpm but i want to know how it came about and and something about the book as well and where can people buy it and all of that so yeah so the um initiative was uh, i would say they had two origins one was my work in the space of sustainability where i was convinced that unless change happens at an individual level mm-hmm. we cannot see any macro environmental changes so change is necessary at the individual level that i was very convinced about and that was what india kuchkar was 
uh, you know was seeking to do and then was the the second catalyst in this was the meeting with mr modi and uh, you know when the two inspirations kind of combined uh, it resulted in this initiative where i felt that if if every indian did something once a week so uh, let's look at the math of this right so one person can potentially do 52 actions in a year yes 1 lakh of us can do 52 lakh actions potentially 1 crore can do 52 crore actions and 1 billion can do 152 billion actions now that's a lot of action right and um, we are in a world even before march we were in a world where you know just a handful of governments now i'm talking just about india so yeah. look at the central government and uh, the state governments and the civic bodies right so a country of 1.3 billion cannot can survive with you know effective governments but it cannot really make radical progress unless there is citizen participation absolutely absolutely and and the 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 important you know when when one initially when one hears about this initiative it feels very altruistic that you know here's a person mm. who's going to do something for the country correct but actually giving is a part is a necessary part of our life so when we when we kind of don't you know engage in it we feel a void we feel a sense of unfulfillment so the greatest beneficiary in all of these things is first the person who's going to be doing that action so when you give food to somebody and you see the smile that it brings about on another person's face yeah that joy for you is priceless right it is way more than you know maybe the 100 rupees you spent on okay. enabling that uh, meal for someone absolutely so it brings joy to everybody to the giver to the person who's receiving it and for the community and country so it's a win win all throughout correct and and finally so how long did it take for you to write this book i st- <laughs> actually the essence of it i pretty much wrote in one day <laughs> so wow. i i wrote the book in uh, on a handmade paper um, and uh, you know it, the essence of it i mean not the details sure, of this sure, um but the the complete writing of the book took me um several months because um, you know when i started working with a publisher so they typically this was this was my this is my first book so you know they did some research and they said they were a bit stumped because there was no book on this topic so yeah. they had no reference to look at right so there was nothing that we could look at and say okay here's how to write this a book on this subject and uh, there were different uh, you know inspirations and uh, for me the army you know the armed forces of india is is a huge source of inspiration and it's a big part of the context of the book because i feel that you know if the soldier is standing at the border you know in the icy glaciers of siachen in minus 30 degrees and protecting the nation then we as civilians also have a responsibility towards the country and uh, so there was this strong inspiration these kind of context that i wanted to put in the book and the publisher was like you know isn't this getting too much and then i said you know this is a work of the heart so i'm really not going to yeah. take in random inputs and you know <laughs> and then i started to write the whole thing then structuring it in a way that would you know lay it out kind Beautiful. of logically for the reader and uh, so the research in the book there are 52 stories from different parts of the country mm-hmm. and uh, you know reaching out to the different people understanding uh, you know what they did uh, and then writing it down as a story that 
took time it was also the most uh, amongst the most enriching experiences um, you know in writing the book in fact there was something very interesting that happened i was looking for somebody who had done work in kashmir okay so a friend connected me to this person um, who's based in chandigarh jay kumar and his is a very interesting story he had gone to kashmir at some point i think it mm-hmm. was early 2000 mm-hmm. and he was part of the amarnath yatra doing seva okay and the terrorists attacked that yatra oh and God. most of the people perished and he was one of the few who survived and uh, typically you know for most people when you go through something as horrific as this you never want to set foot in that Correct. part of the world ever again Correct. but this gentleman you know reflected on it and said that you know what can we do to end terrorism yeah okay and he concluded that working with adults was probably not a very practical option so he took the path of helping children in kashmir have access to better education wonderful. in the hope that it would address the root cause of terrorism wonderful and i was so inspired by his story and i said you know what can we do you know how can we help you so they needed some story books and a book you know bags and other things so i did a crowd funding exercise where people from mumbai pune uh, delhi pitched in we put together a whole package of books and you know stationery and bags and we sent it off to kashmir so even during the writing of the book you know interesting uh, collaborations like these happened so awesome to hear this yeah brilliant and then have you featured him in your book as well uh, savita or <coughs> yes 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 oh awesome awesome it's featured in the chapter called across states brilliant uh, we spoken so much about india for me india is a very spiritual country what's your take on it it is i think that's in our dna mm-hmm. um and that's also something that i think has kept our region of the world quite stable despite a lot of the challenges that we have had right. you know most of the parts of the world where they have been faced with extreme poverty it leads to extreme unrest and you know all kinds of problems start because there is no spiritual or not sufficient spiritual anchoring and uh, that's i think uh, something that has served india really well and we continue to be be that way you know we are very inherently spiritual there's some there are some things that we taught in our schools and colleges and there are some things that that are just us and though my wish now for india is that we consciously nurture our spirituality uh, and having said that i still feel there is there are people who confuse spirituality and religion even today as we speak and uh, uh you know one of one of the uh, aims for me through this podcast is to make sure that all the people i've been speaking to people such as yourself are clearly coming out and saying what their view on spirituality is and and i'm so glad to hear that so connected to real life that it, it's in, it's inspiring <clears throat> uh, you you know i know you you don't you don't work somewhere but you have an you probably have an office and <clears throat> you live in a virtual world if you had a soft board in front of you savita ji and you had to put up one saying what would that be and why so i have a couple of things on my soft board and one of <laughs> oh, them is okay. uh, <laughs> it's actually um, you know it's an ad from apple and it's a long one and i'll read out a part of it to you Please. it says yeah, it's it's the crazy ones you've probably read it yes and it says you know you can't um, the the crazy ones is they push the human race forward maybe you have to be crazy because how else can you stare at an empty canvas and see a work of art or sit in silence and hear a song that's never been written 
and while we see them uh, while some see them as the crazy ones we see genius because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do absolutely and this was an iconic went on to become one of the most iconic uh, yeah. marketing collaterals ever put out by steve jobs my my role model one of the greatest guys awesome oh, so you have this to. yeah lovely lovely and because he genuinely believed he can make a difference and he went about doing it so <clears throat> you know awesome awesome and and why why do you why do you have this on your soft board because i think when you're uh, when you're seeking to do create something that doesn't currently exist you know these kind of words uh, provide you with that um, courage when you look up at it and you think that okay you know i'm creating something that doesn't exist so um, so we're creating a path we're not really walking on one that's that already exists it's it's very inspiring and you know i like making that leap from the abstract and making it tangible brilliant i want you to tell us uh, and this is more to the listeners and to and to me uh, what do you think uh, savita is our responsibility as a citizen of a country and let's take india for example Uh, for sure our responsibility is is way more than just paying taxes and going to work mm-hmm. you know uh, we um, see a country is a larger subset of a family or an organization right okay. so can we have a family where uh, you know a father says okay i'm just providing the you know the material necessities and nothing more is my responsibility or the mother says i provide you know food and nothing more is my responsibility it doesn't work like that right you are everyone has to work towards making uh, a family so a country is a larger subset of a of a family so we have to be cognizant of our responsibilities it's not uh, you know can you work around your house litter it and say i'll clean up you know when i feel like it or it's not my job to clean it up so when we don't do that in our homes why should we not you know have the same approach for the country overall right so if someone's not well you extend a hand of support and you you take care of them so we can do that to each other and today even technology is a great enabler so yes. we can reach out and help people that we probably never met as was the case you know with uh, in this collaboration with uh, jay kumar Correct. we don't know those children from kashmir but right. we really want them to have access to uh, you know books and to other study materials so we came together and did that so that's that's the kind of country that we need to uh, have for each other and there's something that i've shared in my book you know so besides um, mr narendra modi sushma swaraj was an inspiration for me oh wow another lady i hugely admire so you know in my travels around the world i have been caught in very uh, strange situations like i have escaped a bomb blast in colombo oh riots in indonesia uh, you know so there were some zulu processions in south africa which were kind of getting a little over the top and stuff like that so you know a typhoon in hong kong where i've been stranded you know in the midst of a typhoon now in all of those situations uh, you know it would have never occurred to me to contact the indian government correct because the government that we had back then was not the kind of entity that you could really reach out to right and uh, what i noticed was from 2014 she made uh, help available to people who reached out right, via twitter <clears throat> and over a you know a short span of time people were reasonably reassured 
that if they were stuck in any part of the world they could reach out to the government and the government would help them absolutely and it, one of my thoughts was if someone can feel like that sitting in a foreign land expecting help from the indian government how much more secure we should feel within india absolutely. and not because of the government but because we are there for each other correct very well said really really nicely said and i'm glad you said yeah because it's true because i myself have experienced this uh, when i did send out a mail to her and uh, obviously somebody from her office uh, messaged back and and it, it it's it's unheard of you are absolutely right in in a country like ours it is unheard of so yeah she trail clearly was a trailblazer and <clears throat> yeah she she's a huge loss to us i think dr jay shankar is uh, is carrying on her legacy yeah he's doing, well he's doing a very good job i mean yes you're right you're right yeah I'm but sure sushma swaraj is smiling from heaven yeah but big shoes to fit into i promise you <laughs> yeah she's no looking cute yeah yeah uh, you know I, like jay kumar i've always been uh, believing and, and i always believed in the fact that it, we have to do stuff or work at the grassroots levels and it's not the 50 year olds and 60 year olds but it is the 10 15 and and jay kumar has got one step further and dived into the pool and he's he's doing it um what would your and i i believed in it because i do a lot of counseling and mentoring and all what would you believe uh, or what what is the message you would like to give to the generation y of our country savita uh, i would say please choose to make a difference and your every action matters and it adds up you're not too young and you're not no action is too small these would be my two messages you know you you've spoken about um, gender age education socio economic status and according to you and i picked it up somewhere they don't matter yes can you elaborate on that because uh, obviously there is a background the sentence by itself doesn't make sense but when you know and and i don't want it to be out of context which is why please elaborate on why you said that see what i truly believe is that every citizen mm-hmm. right from mukesh ambani to the person most impoverished has either one of the four things to give either it is money mm-hmm. or it is time mm-hmm. or it is uh, some kind of expertise or you can do effort which we would say is say shramdan right so a person who has maybe not enough money can maybe contribute time or they can contribute shramdan for a particular initiative let's say like keeping a street clean or something Uh, a senior citizen could mentor somebody maybe over a phone call so everybody has one of the four things to contribute so your willingness is the is the tipping point you know it's not there's no one who doesn't have any all four and that's what i mean so 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 the thing about india positive citizen is it's not an elitist program for you know english uh, speaking indians correct it is for everyone in fact um, in august at some point i invited the security supervisors in my building to my office so initially they were a bit scared they thought a problem about something and <laughs> i'm going to fire them for something so i they came and they sat and it was i think the first time that they were they were you know really being seated in somebody's office and nice, nice. i spoke to them about this idea so initially they were very confused you know they were like what is, is this for real is this conversation real mm-hmm. and eventually they uh, they they understood what i was saying it was the first time that someone was asking them to do something for the country see normally when we look at people from a different socio economic segment we always we only think in terms of okay what can i do for you 
but we must also have this expectation of how can you contribute towards the country so i said you know why don't you all security guards together start to do something maybe you could just put pill pool in like 10 rupees a week and you know buy food for somebody it doesn't matter if you feed even one person it's okay mm-hmm. but that much person receives a benefit and it's not even about money Okay. so some weeks don't contribute money just ensure that the street Reaches. our section of the street is cleaned up beautiful so i said okay then they talked about among street for them for a few days mm-hmm. about two weeks later they started doing something they were you know they wow. were pulling money and buying food nice then um, two of them have taken it forward in a very uh, intensive way about Three weeks or so, I I just met him in the building and I said, you know, how is it going? Is are you still doing it? He said he was so sparked up. He said he started taking my, you know, the red ration shop, you know, the food they get. He started giving it to some of his neighbors in the chawl who had lost their jobs, etc. How sweet! He started giving it to uh, construction workers who were working on the road outside his house. Wow. and he did this consistently seeing him his neighbors got inspired and those they also started giving food to, and he said something very beautiful in his hindi marathi so i'm paraphrasing it in yeah, english please please he said uh, he senses a greater peace in them in the uh, in the construction workers now this this was for me one of the visions of india positive citizen but to hear it come from someone so early into the initiative was uh, was very very heartening because when people are generous and they feel that you know they are being looked after yeah obviously it is going to impact social unrest there will be lesser degree of social yeah. unrest right. so this is where the math of 52 comes into play 1 crore people doing 52 actions 52 crore actions and so on and so forth the kind of country that we can catalyze is uh, will be very beautiful yeah. it would inspire you to come back to india Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. It, it will happen sooner than you think it will. So, yeah, and uh, this is so true, right? So, this is a domino effect in a very positive way, right? So, one person does good, two people do good, then four, and it's like the square root. Awesome, it's, and and this is you're talking about at security guard level. So, really, we're talking about the large part of India. So, imagine the impact it can have, right? Uh, yeah. uh, so, it's true. It's true, and it is. It, it's so so relevant. You say this, uh, Savita, because I've been. talking to uh, people for zenpod and and some of them are you know working out of uh, johannesburg and and some parts of africa and and they are saying venki it's not about money we please please tell us if if somebody can come and spend one month teaching mathematics somebody can come for one month and teach soccer to our kids if somebody can come for one month and teach embroidery so then you realize that you know how wrong it is for us to just think money can solve the problems money can but then you need hands and feet because a savita alone can't i mean imagine think of your example right imagine if you had said i will do this myself it will take one year for you to get out of just your versova location you know because you will be all over the place now that you've decided you have an invisible army it doesn't matter who you probably don't know the guy in in tnagar in chennai who's doing it but it's happening so so right. and i think that that's really brilliant thinking and and and, and all of you people who are actually done so much good for for the uh, nation for the place you live in and that, that's the objective of zenpod i realize are saying the same thing of please we need support we need support and support is not equal to money support is equal to time and I, I, you said it very beautifully right you said time effort expertise and then money of course so brilliant and and, and i'll i'll bear that in mind because really if somebody says 
I don't have time. Then you ask him for money. And if he says, I don't have money, then you ask. And if he doesn't have all the four, then really pathetic state he'll be, he or she is. <laughs> so I like it. So, so. all right. Uh, A to Z alphabets. We've all learned it in any language, whether it's AIE or ABCD. Um, mm. and, and, and that has changed in a, in a good and a bad way over the years. And uh, if you were to pick three alphabets uh, and your choice, which one would they be? So you do know that, uh, you know, that I've recreated A to Z in yes. the book. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which is why this question. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite, of course, is I for India Positive Citizen. Sure. Uh, then R, it's a reduce, reuse, repair and recycle. Beautiful. Okay. And T is for uh, thank you. So I think we, we could all do with uh, thanking the people in our lives. So we need to express our gratitude more often and more creatively to, uh, to everyone who's part of our life. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and, and uh, I, I must confess, I thought you would choose A for action, but <laughs> you're choosing. <laughs> and, uh, and thank God I didn't tell you I know. But beautiful. India positive, reduce. I like this. Reduce, reuse, repair and recycle. You wake up Every morning, you know, you, you, you've had today's days gone. You've met two people, two not so nice people. You had a problem putting an initiative of yours out there. Somebody told you, don't waste our time, go back. And you probably face this once a week or once a day. When you wake up every morning, Savita Ji, what gives you hope? I'm essentially an optimist. I look at, you know, the positive side of things a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not to say that, uh, you know, things don't have never weighed me down Correct. or I haven't had my challenges. Correct. But inherently, I'm an optimist. So I uh, always look at, okay, what, what are the new things that we could do in today's day? And in this regard, I find Mr. Modi is a huge inspiration, you know, because mm-hmm. if you look at what challenges we faced in our individual lives, uh, this gentleman is you know, manage the challenges on behalf of a nation and uh, a pandemic and having two neighbors who are getting hostile at the borders <laughs> and you have, you know, thousands of your citizens stranded across in different parts of the world whom you need to bring back. But yet all of that happened and also we had so many, you know, infrastructure and other projects that were initiated. So not taking eye off progress while dealing with so many challenges. So when you look up at living role models like that, it it just empowers you in a very different kind of a way. And uh, experiences like what I've had, you know, with the uh, security guards in our office and with uh, so many other people, uh, it it really fires me up because, you know, when you see that kind of change and their willingness to 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 make a difference there's there's a lot to be hopeful for yeah beautiful when i finish editing and when we get this uh, episode ready and I, i'll you must send this to the to the man himself <laughs> he deserves to hear this from somebody who's inspired him so much it's true yeah. savita what would you say to someone out there a uh, budding savita or, or give it any name who wants to either be you or play a larger role social role in our country what would you tell them I would say, um, you know, have, be clear about um, your vision, Mm -hmm. what drives you Mm -hmm. and uh, don't be afraid to start small. Uh, You know, we're living in a world of startups where you see, you know, that uh, XYZ received this much funding, this happened, that happened. So it all looks like 
larger than life so that sometimes can be very disheartening for people who uh, who feel that you know am i not doing enough or is this really making a difference mm. so you have to be willing to start small and persevere with it and that's the path which will open up new insights and new uh, you know new connections with people who will join you along that journey before we come to the last part of my program and this is a rapid fire that i like and uh, i have done it a little differently for you so um, okay. if you if you're ready we'll go into it yeah no so uh, so one action idea and i'm going to three i'm going to give you three so one action idea for a student be the swachh bharat champion for your area be the swachh bharat champion for your area for a senior citizen mentor youngsters around you wow and for the community uh create a wall of kindness oh that's beautiful where you know you can put products which those who need they can come and take it so you know it's given and given with respect beautiful savita in the next 5 to 10 years if there is one thing you would do what would that be just i, I want just one uh, thing i know you may do five things or 10 things just one thing if you were to do i would like uh, i will make india positive citizen reach at least uh, 20% of our population so be it and i really 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 on that positive note i hope that happens because 20% is a big number and if 20% gets it i promise you it will spill into the other countries uh, because the domino effect that we are talking about from a you know raj uh, from a rajgopal he said is and and to to uh, sorry to a, from a jay chandran to a, to the security guard uh, if all of them are doing it and they are reaching out to 10 and 20 people and 30 people if 20% of the population does read your book and get hold of it then i think we surely are in for a much much better socially aware india as i call it uh, savita i want i want to really thank you for uh, agreeing i know it was tough getting you agreeing to come on this show um, i know you, you do sure. i know you do a lot of things around and if there is uh, any final message you want to give to the listeners before we end this podcast so my message to every listener um, you know india positive citizen is not just for the people who are within the geographical borders of india so wherever on the planet you are you can be an india positive citizen by making a contribution uh, by way of a tangible action one action once a week every week so please join in that's And my let's take. create an india that is truly sare jahan se acha sach mein hindustan hamara well said thank you thank you once again thank you my pleasure